Thanks for tuning in to the Brooks Free Library podcast. My name is Emily Milan. I'm the assistant director here at Brooks, and I'll be hosting the Know Your Town series. The Know Your Town podcast series is a cooperative effort of the Brooks Free Library and the Town of Harwich Voter Information Committee. We invited the heads of each town department to join us to answer some questions about operations, how COVID impacted their workflow, budget questions, and just general information that would be helpful for the public to know. So grab your coffee and settle in. We'll be back in just a moment with today's guest. Welcome, podcast listeners. I am joined today by Dan Peltier, our Water and Wastewater Superintendent. Thanks for joining me today, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited to get started. But before we jump into the questions, can you give us a little bit of information about your background and how you ended up at the Harwich Water Department? Yeah, well, first, let me just thank you and the Voter Information Committee for putting this together. Um, As someone who listens to podcasts every day, uh, I certainly appreciate the way you've adapted the Know Your Town series this year. So a little about me, I joined the team here in Harwich back in 2015, uh, which will put me at six years this summer. Uh, My background is in civil engineering. Um, Prior to working in Harwich, I worked for the treatment facilities manager in the town of Norwell and spent several years working for a general contractor building water and wastewater infrastructure projects. Outside of that, um, most of my time is consumed with uh, two little ones at home. So (laughs) I can relate to that. Absolutely. Um, Well, that's fantastic. So you have a background in civil engineering and you worked in treatment prior to coming to Harwich Um, and you've been with us for six years. Great. So Dan, I know um, because I have a little bit of insider knowledge about the water department for our listeners, my husband does work there. So I have a little background information on what you guys do. And I know that you are basically divided into a couple of um, like sub departments with different responsibilities. You have distribution, treatment, and eventually working towards having wastewater involved in the water department as well. So can you tell me a little bit about those responsibilities um, that your department covers and what challenges you might have faced in the last year during the pandemic? Yeah, well, let me let me first, I guess, just by stating, you know, the department's mission, right? So our mission is to provide an adequate supply of clean, safe, potable drinking water for consumption and fire protection purposes. And now while the mission can be summed up in one sentence, the same cannot be said for the work that's put in every day to achieve that mission by our staff. So the department is made up of 15 full-time staff members. And like you indicated, um, we really do kind of have three separate divisions currently. Um, We have our treatment operations where we have two full-time staff members who operate our treatment facilities and do our daily system rounds. And then we have another 11 Uh, members that are split amongst distribution. So we have a small group that we refer to as the service techs who would go in and out of people's homes, change meters, seasonal turn-ons, turn-offs, things of that nature. Then we also have the the distribution slash digging crew. Um, And those guys are out there in the street. You see them when you're driving down the road. They're installing water services, repairing water main breaks, and things of that nature. And also we have our three administrative support staff who interface directly with the public at large. Our admin staff also manage our backflow program, accounts payable receivable, and also set up work orders for customer inquiries. And I guess to add some more context to to that, the department, you know, just to touch on the assets that the staff are working with, um, 
we do have 10 over 10,000 customers, 280 uh, miles of water main, 1,400 fire hydrants, 1,750 gate valves out in the street. And then when we get into the water production and storage, we have three water storage tanks totaling three and a half million gallons of capacity. We have 14 drinking water wells, five corrosion control facilities, and two water treatment plants. So those are kind of the, the assets that the team here is managing. And I guess if you want me to keep going, as far as challenges we've faced during the pandemic, um, like most folks listening, we've had to adapt the way that we interact both with ourselves and the public. There were no breaks for water systems during the COVID pandemic. We were still required to take all of the water quality sampling that we need to do. Um, so we had to continue operating pretty much as if nothing happened with some additional safety protocols. And protecting our operators and, and really the public is, is paramount. The water system requires licensed drinking water operators to operate it. Um, so ensuring that we have our licensed staff healthy and safe was, was of the utmost importance. You know, and to curb our interaction with the public, we did close our office. We're open to appointment only. And we also tried to defer some of our more voluntary programs, like our ongoing meter changeout program. Um, we did handle seasonal turn-on and turn-off requests a little bit this differently this year. But that said, we did do almost 1,800 service orders this year, which is less than 2019, where we were at about 3,300, but still, still a fair amount. So you guys were, it sounds like you were able to adapt pretty well. You just had to make some changes in daily operations and pivot to appointment only for office visits rather than like a draw on a drop-in basis. But for the most part, you guys were able to keep things going pretty smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, you know, and, and there was a lot of uncertainty in the beginning, uh, as I'm sure everyone was experiencing, you know, but, but as we settled into a groove, you know, we were able to procure the, the proper PEPE and have everybody outfitted. So, you know, we were in pretty good position early on. That's great. So I um, had a conversation with Robin Kelly, our cemetery administrator last week when I was doing her segment of the podcast. And she mentioned a really interesting collaboration that took place between the water department and the cemetery department in preparation for the new Marceline Arboretum. And she said she was able to reach out to you for some help with mapping for the Arboretum. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and, and any other interactions that you have with other town departments that you've collaborated with in the past? Yeah. So the cemetery project, uh, Robin reached out to me it's probably quite some time ago now when she was preparing the Arboretum project for, for help with uh, mapping. Cause I, my background, I, I've done um, AutoCAD and, and some GIS mapping. So I was able to help her develop a map and identify the locations for the um, trees that are being incorporated into the Arboretum so that she could use that with the uh, application package that they're preparing. So that was um, a good collaboration. And, and, you know, I, I, feel all my counterparts know that, that we're here uh, to provide any backup we can. You know, but during a normal course of business, the water department interacts pretty regularly with, with a fair amount of town departments. Um, some of the bigger ones, police, fire, DPW. You know, really you can imagine when we're out digging in the street, the police are there providing details for us. Fire kind of goes hand in hand with water. So we're in regular communication with them when there's outages or hydrants are taken offline or being replaced. Um, it's only happened once, although it was very exciting. I was called out to a fire. I think it was the first year I was here. 
um, the fire on 124, where we were able to stand there next to the fire chief and provide him with supplemental pumps as needed. So DPW also provides a pretty good um, uh, good assistance to the water department. Um, oftentimes, if we have a water main break, uh, we're just not equipped to handle some of the cleanup when a big break happens and it, it blows sand all over the road into catch basins. Uh, they support us through street cleaning efforts, um, catch basin cleaning, things of that nature. Um, we also do share equipment with them pretty late, regularly. If there's something that they need, they'll borrow our excavator or vice versa. So yeah, we, we try to interact as, as much as we can. And, and, you know, the philosophy being the more communication, the better. We work a fair amount with community development in the, in the plan review. Health department, as you can imagine, drinking water uh, is near and dear to the health department's heart. And also, I would say Channel 18, who who supports us in our recordings, uh, public relations, getting information out to the public, uh, as well as our emergency management. Obviously, some of those, like you said, are pretty obvious, the fire department, health department, those collaborations. But it's good to hear about the others as well. So thank you for sharing that. So, Dan, I know from past experience at um, town meeting and just being involved in the voter information committee that the water department differs greatly from most other departments whose budgets are allocated through the general fund, but you guys actually operate on an enterprise fund. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah. So great question. The, um, the enterprise fund is different in that it is funded solely through the sale of water and other revenues generated by the water department. And that enterprise fund is then used to fund the operation of the department and any future capital funding um, requests that we may have. So it's essentially like a separate bank account between the water department and the general fund and general government. Um, so it, it allows us a little bit more flexibility long term with uh, saving for capital improvement projects and things of that nature. So it really benefits the department you know, through that capital process. That's really fascinating. I'm glad that you used the analogy of, of different bank accounts, because I think that really um, clarifies it a little bit. And to my knowledge, you're the only enterprise fund. There are some revolving funds and other funds in town. But to my knowledge, the water department's the only enterprise fund. Yeah. And then there is another one that was formed for the sewer uh, department or wastewater department. So the it is intended that the, the sewer operations will run in the same fashion as water once those get up and running. All right. Is there anything else about your budget that you want to share with listeners? Yeah, well, I guess one thing, I guess, to build upon the enterprise fund, uh, one thing that's unique to our budget that that wouldn't be found in other budgets would be a line item to acronym OFUS, which is Other Funding Uses and Sources. So in our budget, for our total budget, our operating budget for FY22 is proposed to be just under $5 million. Or I'm sorry, yeah, $5 million. And the OFIS line item within that is about 727000 So it's a pretty decent chunk of our operating budget. And what that line item does is funds the benefits and things of that nature for the town's uh, department's employees. So where the town as an entity in the general fund hold the insurance, health insurance, and, and different benefits, the town is reimbursed by the Water Enterprise Fund for the cost of those items. And that's realized through that OFIS line item. Um, and I guess moving forward, the next big chunk of our budget is salaries and wages. 
which for FY22 is proposed to be about 1.25 million. It is about a five and a half percent reduction from the prior fiscal year, and that's due to um, some long-term staffing uh, retiring and bringing on new employees at lower grades and steps. And also that some of the salary and wages uh, for myself and a few other staff members have been moved over to the sewer operating budget. So that also lightened the burden. Uh, and lastly, the big chunk for the water budget is the water expenses, which is the majority and, and comprise about half at about 2.25 million for FY22. Okay. And that I'm sure relates to just the resources that you guys need to for water treatment and distribution. Yeah. And that, yeah, I guess to elaborate, that would include, you know, the electric utility to operate our pumps. That includes, um, monies to maintain of properties and equipment uh, buildings. It also funds the purchase of waterworks materials, any and all expenses that we make. Well, you've given us a great overview of what the department does and, and how you do it, um, the different resources that you use and the financial backing behind that. So our final question, um, and you're being voter information committee, we like to tell our listeners how they can get involved with various departments and, and not only be involved, but just be informed. So I know the water department, wastewater department has a board of water wastewater commissioners. So can you tell us a little bit about their role? Yeah, of course. So the board of water wastewater commissioners uh, presently is three members. They will be expanding um, this year from three to five members. And that was to take on the additional roles of the wastewater operations. So the Board of Water Commissioners is really the executive um, body of the Water Department. They are responsible for putting forth the department's budget, enacting the rules and regulations for which the department operates under, as well as setting the rates and fees that, that residents alike would pay. The board meets twice a month, usually Thursday afternoons, and they also hear, you know, at those meetings abatements. So I encourage anyone who's interested to, to follow along to the Board of Water Wastewater Commissioners meetings. Additionally, another great resource for the public out there is the department's web, uh, website. So on there is a number of uh, educational literature with respect to summer irrigation, water restrictions, um, water protection, pharmaceuticals, safe drinking water practices, things like fertilizer and pesticides, we have information on our Monomoy lens, which is the aquifer we draw our water from. And we also publish, you know, any news and events going on in the department on the website as well. We do maintain it in-house. So it's, that's really the best place to go for, for people who are interested. Great. We'll make sure that we put the link directly to the Water Department's webpage in the show notes here so people can access it really quickly. And um, I was just looking at it as you were chatting. I see that there's also a Board of Water and Wastewater commissioner's page on the website that has links to agendas and minutes and as well as frequently asked questions. So it looks like a great resource for people to go to to get more information. Yeah, and I guess just to, to plug it, the website is harwichwater.com. Perfect. We'll make sure we put that link in the show notes for our listeners. And um, Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you as well. And, and again, I would offer to anyone listening along, if they have any questions or feel free to reach out to me, they can call the department um, directly. And, and, and with that, I'll give it back to you. All right. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> thanks for listening to this segment of the Know Your Town series. 
We hope you enjoyed it and learned a little something new in the process. Visit the links in the show notes for more information on the resources discussed in each episode and to sign up for alerts via the Civic Ready Alert system. If you're considering joining a town board or committee, we hope you'll visit the Voter Information Committee page on the Town of Harwich website, where you'll find a list of current vacancies and information on how to apply. Thanks for listening, and take care, everyone.